Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Tea Time with Tori. Before we begin, I would like to give a quick shout out to a dear friend of mine, Adam Dotton. His music is what you hear at the beginning of this episode, and likewise the music that you're going to hear at the end of this episode. His composition is serving as a sort of theme song to this podcast. So, Adam, thanks so much, so, so much to you for being so wonderful, so kind and creative and thoughtful and wonderful to collaborate with. Sincerely, thank you. All right, and with that having been said, I think we're ready to dive into our first episode. So, since we are getting to know each other and this is the beginning of this journey, I would like to give a little introduction of myself and talk quickly about what got me inspired to create this podcast. So if you couldn't tell about the title, and that is perfectly all right, uh, my name is Tori. I am 19 years old and I'm a university student. I'm currently a double major with drama and film production, and I've had a passion for the topic of self-care for a long, long time. And I think this kind of deep passion was stirred on by the events of my own personal life. Um, Going on seven years ago now will be the anniversary of my father's passing away. Um, I lost my father to cancer when I was 12 years old and it happened very rapidly, very suddenly and kind of unexpectedly. And as that 12 year old girl, I put a lot of pressure on myself to stuff down what I was feeling to play happy and to pretend that everything was fine because I wanted to be a sort of light for my family and to kind of keep them going. And I had this idea that I had to be perfect, that I had to be perfect in order to feel like I was enough, like I was being enough, and that maybe if I, you know, put on airs of everything's fine, then it would be. So for a long time, I kind of stuffed down and suffocated my own emotion to allow other people in my life to feel and to be there for them. And around the summer before my senior year of high school, it all just came crashing down. And I realized I need help and I need an outlet for these feelings that I have. And I need to address my own needs, both on an emotional basis, but also just at a fundamental level, I need to address just needs of taking care of myself in a very basic way. So, I will say it once, I will say it a thousand times, therapy was a godsend. And at the same time that I was going to therapy and kind of getting help and working through some of the things that I'd been stuffing down, these memories, these emotions that were just bottled up inside of me, I did a lot of personal investigation through independent outlets, whether it be social media, online, different books that I was reading about self-love and self-care because I realized that it was on me to start to, you know, begin this initiative and heal myself. Because while I was seeing somebody and while I was having these wonderful conversations, I realized that a lot of it was, you know, it was on me and it was on me to take it on and to kind of explore and figure out what worked for me, what didn't. So I got really, really invested in this whole discussion of what self-love and self-care is. And as I went along, I kind of was able to figure out that in order to be the woman that I wanted to be and the true light that I had always wanted to be for other people, I needed to first and foremost care for myself. And that is a very hard and very important lesson to learn, that if you want to give back to other people, 
you have to make sure that you're giving back to yourself. So while I am 19 years old and I'm pretty much fresh minted into the adult world, as they say, I don't have all of the answers. But I do have, through this journey that I've taken, a couple of things figured out. And I am much more assured in the person that I am because of this journey that I've begun than I was at the beginning of it. So all of that being said, you know, if I can help even one person sharing what I've experienced and learned and sort of processed through this podcast, if I can help one person, to me, that's mission accomplished. So with all of that having been said, let's grab ourselves a cup of tea, take a deep breath, and dive into today's topic, basic self-care. So I think the most difficult thing approaching the topic of self-care is always, how do we define self-care to begin with? And I think some people like to look at it as self-care is, you know, diving into your own mind and figuring out why we do what we do, how we do what we do, and kind of, you know, getting inside of your own psychology. And that's wonderful. And some people think that, you know, self-love and self-care are just kind of diving into your past and healing and forgiveness of trauma and things you've been through. And as somebody who has been through a sizable amount of pain in my own life, yes, that's fantastic. And that is definitely fundamental to this process of self-care, self-love, and self-healing, more importantly. But to me, that kind of self-care is almost like a tier two. And I think in order to get to that kind of discussion and that kind of point where you're diving into your own mind and you're really getting more almost philosophical about it, I think we need to begin at tier number one, level one, if you want to look at it that way. And to me, that's basic self-care. And the analogy that I like to use for basic self-care that's helped me out a lot is to think of your inner child, or even rather just think of yourself like a child. And think about a young child, like a toddler, and what do they need? They have those needs provided for them every day, all the time, you know, and they really thrive off of that. And to me, those fundamental needs, which kind of define my idea of basic self-care are food and water, a welcoming environment, uh, love and affection, especially physical contact, uh, rest, and creative or imaginative time. So I think that I'd like to break each of those down a little bit with you, kind of talk about them, talk through them a little bit, and dive into this whole idea through those five areas of basic self-care, taking care of and nourishing your inner child. So the first one is obviously food and water. If you think of a little toddler, how often do they have snack time and have little meals? And really, they nourish themselves. They take care of themselves in that way. You think of a young baby, it cries to make sure that it gets something to eat, some milk, you know? And I think, especially in a university environment, we get so caught up sometimes. I know that it happens to friends of mine and I love them dearly, you know? You keep working and working and you've got this ambition and this drive and you're on the treadmill. And that kind of ambition is a wonderful thing and I'm not putting that down in any way. But that kind of ambition needs to be balanced by awareness of the self and your own needs. And I know people who will forget to eat because they get so caught up in doing their work. So, 
you know, I think it's really important to make sure that in order to nourish the deeper self, to nourish your soul, nourish your heart, you literally need to nourish yourself. You need to nourish, you know, your stomach. You need to give yourself fuel to get through the day, to have that kind of energy to keep going and to ask yourself some of those more deep personal questions. I talked about a little bit with the tier two or level two, you know? So even if it means, because I know it's difficult for a lot of people when they get so caught up in work, studies, etc., getting like a little sticky note or a post-it and putting it up somewhere in your room or somewhere where you're going to see it, put it on your fridge with a little question mark or say like, have you eaten something today? Just to remind yourself, oh yeah, I need a snack right now or I need a glass of water. Because it's such a simple thing to do, but it can make you feel so, so much better to just take care of yourself in that very simple little way. So that's step number one for this sort of basic self-care package, if you will. The second is a welcoming environment. So if you think about little kids and you think about their playpen, their play space, uh, their bedroom, whatever it may be, the first thing that always comes to my mind is how comfortable it is. There are usually a lot of very plush pillows and soft blankets and things like that. And little kids really love to be in a safe space and a comfortable environment. And I think for me, as I've gotten older, I came to realize that my welcoming environment, my comfy place was just being in nature. Like I feel most in tune with myself and most refreshed when, you know, I go for a walk between my classes or when I'm here at home, I can go to the lake and, you know, look out across the water or I can go for a walk through the park. That to me is my welcoming environment. So I would challenge you, you know, in moments where you're really having difficulty or self-doubt to find that place, whether it be a comfortable couch in the living room or going outside, like I had said, or, you know, even going to a friend's house or going to the local library somewhere that brings you that sense of comfort and peace for whatever reason, and don't judge it. I think a big part of this process, and I'll probably bring it up again, don't judge what feels right. Don't judge what feels comfortable to you. You know, if you're most comfortable going for a swim at the pool for whatever reason, that's your happy place. Go there, that is your comforting, welcoming environment. And trust that, that's a beautiful thing. But beyond just the environment itself, uh, the second sort of facet to a welcoming environment is the people that are in that place that you surround yourself with. So when I think about, you know, even when I was a little kid, you know, going to the playground, if there was a bully or a mean kid, I did not stick around. I left, you know, you walk away, you run away and you go to a loved one, a guardian, a parent, and you say like, this kid is mean. I don't want to be around them. And that's a good instinct. And I think as we get older, we have this very convoluted notion of the, there's this sort of nobility in stuffing down how you're feeling or, you know, sticking through it, sticking it out and dealing with negative people. And while it's a good thing, I always believe to be kind to everyone and to be loving as possible to everyone that you come across. By the same token, don't let somebody else steal your happiness. If you're in an environment with people who do not believe in you, do not support you, are saying negative and offensive, especially things about you, walk away. Find a polite excuse or reason, say sorry, I have to meet so-and-so, or I have this commitment, and get out of that place. And find people who really do believe in you and spend time with them, 
a partner, a loved one, a group of close friends, be with those people because they too help foster this welcoming environment where you know that you are safe and you know that you are loved. And that's so, so important to this idea of basic self-care, caring for your immediate needs. Kind of going off of that, I think the third point that I'd like to make is the importance of love, affection, and especially physical contact. You think of a little kid and how full of love they are, how overflowing they are with this desire to hug and to hold hands and to cuddle. And it's so cute and it's so wonderful. And I think as we get older, we start to overlook that impulse and that urge to connect with other people. And I don't really know why that is. We think it's so adult to shut off that urge when really it's a beautiful thing and we all need to be held sometimes. So I would encourage you, if you have a partner that you're close to, a loved one, a good friend, to begin that conversation, which admittedly, it's easier in theory than in practice to go up and ask somebody, hey, can I have a hug? But I would encourage you to do it because if somebody really loves you, they'll do it and say, I'm having a rough day today, or you know, this is part of my self-care and self-love. Would you, would you mind just holding me for a minute? Could you hold my hand? And I think that's a beautiful thing and such a wonderful way to get in touch with yourself and also to foster beautiful relationships and meaningful personal relationships to other people. To have that kind of, you know, very special physical contact and intimacy, that's, it's beautiful. And I think it's so important to getting in touch with that inner child and getting in touch with basic self-care. All right, point number four, and this should be an obvious one, but I feel like we all forget it, rest. So, you know, I think especially being in a university or a college environment, I myself have fallen prey to going to bed at 1am or, you know, pulling an all-nighter with the Red Bull. And as admirable and noble as that may seem in some cases where, you know, you're working all night and studying so hard, you're burning yourself out. And a lot of self-care comes back to, again, taking care of your fundamental needs, taking care of the inner child who just wants a nap. So I would encourage you and challenge you if you're one of those people like me who goes to bed at an ungodly hour, take your bedtime and push it back by half an hour. So that's my challenge to you for the next little session of time before our next episode. If you go to bed at 1am, I challenge you to go to bed at 1230. If you can, I challenge you, you know, if you go to bed at 1030pm, which if you do, kudos. <laughs> go to bed at 10pm. And you know, to get a little bit more rest in or even if that's too hard, finding just 15 minutes during your day for restful time because some people I know have difficulty sleeping. Um, some people are really bogged down with work, especially around, you know, exam time, things like that. Um, find 15 minutes to just rest. And that can be taking a nap, that can be meditating. Meditating is such a wonderful way to just kind of calm your body and your mind. And that to me is very restful and kind of a recharge. So I think it's really important to get in touch with that and to, for our fourth little point here, to get your rest. And then finally, the fifth one, which I think is one that we especially overlook when we think of this inner child or seeing ourselves as young children um, with this self-care analogy, it's creative and imaginative time. So when I think of little kids, I think about, you know, having recess and going to play and being in class and the teacher asks you to draw something with your crayons. And I think as we get older, 
we start to overlook that free imaginative space and say, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't have time for that. We need that, I think, as human beings. We need an outlet for our creativity. And if you're about to tell me that you are not a creative person, I don't believe you. Because frankly, I think that every person I've ever met has a beautiful spark of creativity. And we all express it differently. You know, not everybody is going to be like the next Picasso. And not everybody loves to play guitar. And not everybody likes to channel their creativity into science or the sciences, for example. You know, everybody is a little bit different in how they handle it. But we all need to find our outlet for it. So for me, I know that I love listening to music or even writing music. I also love poetry. Those are two things that I do, you know, I try to do on a daily basis because it really gets me in touch with myself and my imaginative creative side. But it could even be if you think this is difficult and you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, Tori, how am I going to do this? I'm not a creative person, which again, I challenge you on that. Just doodle. I dare you right now, grab a pen and just do a little stick figure drawing. I guarantee that it's going to let out some of those creative juices and kind of get your mind going. So that being said, those are, to me, the five most important, you know, core facets of what basic self-care is. So just to reiterate, those five were food and water, a welcoming environment, both with the place and the people you choose to surround yourself with, uh, love and affection, especially physical contact, rest, and then creative or imaginative time. And all of that goes back, if you can't remember those or if you want to write them down, whatever it may be, however, however this works for you, um, just think about the inner child and think about doing justice and doing honor and helping out that inner child. So when you're having a rough time, I think sometimes the easiest thing to do for me is just, what does my inner child need right now? That's our first episode. So thank you so, so much for listening. I hope that this helped even one person out who was listening today. And I look forward to our next episode. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And again, thank you.